Hello, people of Earth and Spotify and Anchor Podcast listeners. Welcome to the very last 2021 News and Flashback Fun mini-episode. But don't worry, I'll be returning to the WK Kill Airwaves next Thursday, January 6th. First, hats off to all the hardworking medical and essential workers out there. And happy birthday to Jude Law, the late Mary Tyler Moore, Ted Danson, and Diego Luna. Today, unfortunately, marks five years since the world lost Debbie Reynolds. And yesterday marked five years since the world lost her daughter, Princess Leia herself, Carrie Fisher. Their legacy will live on forever, especially in Carrie's daughter, Billy Lord, and Billy's infant son, Kingston Fisher, whom I'm sure will be told about his his grandmother and great-grandmother. Today also marks the debut of Disney Plus's Mandalorian spinoff, The Book of the Book of Boba Fett, along with 1999's The Hurricane, 1967's The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, and 1995's Twelve Monkeys. Today also happens to be WKKL General Manager's Lisa Zensius's 25th wedding anniversary with her husband, Jimmy. Congratulations, Lisa, and happy anniversary. Happy early December birthdays to basketball star LeBron James, golfer Tiger Woods, singer Ellie Golding, who just became a mother in April, Tyrese Gibson, the late rock singer, the late rock singer Michael Neesmith, the singer and guitarist of the Monkees, who passed December 10th, 2016's Why Him, and the 1963 game show Let's Make a Deal made their debuts on December 30th on their respective years as well. Katie Daphner, Holly Jean Barclay, gymnast Gabby Douglas, Sir Ben Kingsley, Kingsley, this year's Best Actor recipient Anthony Hopkins, celebrate both New Year's Eve and their birthdays December 31st. Nick Bartson, Nick and Rachel Bartson, Helen Mirren and Taylor Hackford, and Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith were all married on New Year's Eve as well. Carol Jean Exner, Stephanie Selman Brandt, and Sir Isaac Newton have birthdays January 4th. January 4th is also when the 2011 show Property Brothers, 2012's The Impossible, and the TV shows from 1999, Ed, Ed, and Eddie, and Zoom debuted. Now, before I begin the news, I do have some Hollywood deaths to report. The world lost the sports world lost a major legend yesterday. The Hollyreporter.com declared yesterday afternoon John Madden, the Super Bowl winning coach of the Oakland Raiders, who became an enjoyable NFL television analysis who informed millions of football fans with his excitable every man commentary, has died. He was eighty five. A six time Emmy Award winner for whom for who nearly three decades made his enthusiastic in-the-trenches observations from the booth at CBS, Fox, ABC, and NBC. He died unexpectedly Tuesday morning, the NFL announced. Madden, who was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2006, underwent major heart surgery in December 2015 and had hip replacement surgery six months later. He lived in Pleasanton, 10... 
California and recently worked for the NFL in the areas of player safety and league competition. The longtime Bay resident was also known as the face of EA Sports Madden NFL's multi-billion dollar video game franchise. He and former Electronic Arts head Trip Hawkins developed the game originally for the computer with Madden thinking it would be used as a strategy tool for coaches. NY Times announced December 27th, award-winning Canadian 58-year-old director John Mark Vallelai unexpectedly passed over the weekend at his cabin outside Quebec City. The director won major acclaim for 2013's Oscar-winning Dallas Buyers Club and also directed 2014's Wildwood Reese Witherspoon a year later. He also helmed the Emmy-winning Big Little Lies and the HBO series Sharp Object. Sad. Slashville.com stated December 23rd, Joan Didion, the prolific author, screenwriter, and journalist who co-wrote the screenplays for A Star is Born, True Confessions, and more, has died at the age of 87 in her Manhattan home. As a journalist, Didion reported on counterculture and social movements, along with writers like Truman Capote, Norman Miller, Mailer, and Hunter S. Thompson, she helped usher in the age of new journalism, which focused on immersing the reporter in a story instead of remaining distance. Over her long, prolif- long and prolific career, Dee Dion wrote five novels, 14 nonfiction books, six screenplays, and a play. She also reported for a range of publications, including Life, Vogue, the New York Review of Books, and the Saturday Evening Post. Didion was preceded in death by her frequent collaborator and husband, John Gregory Dune, with whom she wrote the screenplays Panic in Needle Park, Play It As It Lays, A Star Is Born, True Confessions, and Up Close and Personal. So sad. Rest in peace. Yesterday was announced the latest revival of the famous play The Music Man, starring Hugh Jackman as Conman Harold Hill. Won't be hearing, and excuse me for this, but I cannot resist. 76 trombones let lead the big parade with 110 cornets close behind, close at hand, until January. The reason? Jackman tested positive for COVID 19, and as such, will be quarantining for two weeks. Youch. In much happier, better news, ComingSoon.net revealed December 28th. Fans of Sonic the Hedgehog are in for a treat, as a Lego set based on the iconic video game series was announced as part of Lego's idea of platform. The Legos, the latest Lego set comes from 24-year-old UK-based superfan Viv Granell and will have players building the iconic Green Hill Zone from the original video game series. The new Lego set is set to release both online and in Lego stores on January 1st, 2022. Olivia Munn and John Maloney's little boy has made his photo debut Christmas Eve on Instagram. People.com reported the newsroom alum, 41, and the comedian, 39, shared sweet photos of their newborn son, Malcolm Kia Maloney, on Friday via their Instagram account. My golden ox baby, Malcolm Hiep Mulaney. Happy holidays, Mun captioned her folk 
her post, wrote Melanie on a staff of his son sleeping. Meet Malcolm Heap Melanie. He has his whole life ahead of him. He hasn't even tried seltzer yet. I'm very in love with him and his whole deal. Happy holidays. The website said the little one arrived November 24th. Property Brothers Drew Scott will become a dad in 2022. Also, belated congratulations to Justin Setcher, the former Mid-Cape Sports Special Olympics basketball coach and now Life Special Olympics coach. He announced on December 26th via Facebook he and his wife, Christine, are expecting a baby boy from the stork in May 2022. Speaking of babies, Bindi Irwin's daughter, Grace Warrior, Mandy Moore's son, Gus, Lance Bass twins, Emma Roberts' son, Levi Engelman, Megan Trainer and Daryl Sabaro's son, Riley, Christina Ricci's daughter, Cleo, Frida Pinto's baby, Gal Gadot's third daughter, Ashley Tisdale's little one, and countless other babies celebrated their first Christmas last week. Aww. People.com announced Saturday, 31-year-old singer JoJo got engaged Christmas Day to her now fiancé, Dexter Darden. Congrats to all. On December 27th, just three days after writer-director Adam McKay's comedic black comedy disaster, Don't Look Up, Comet Struck, Netflix, Variety.com announced the film is getting its own behind-the-scenes podcast series in a few weeks. Titled, The Last Movie Ever Made, the website said, The podcast will be composed of six episodes and will debut its first installment on Jan 7, 2022. Along with a glimpse into the film's production process and an argument regarding the story's parallels to how ruling institutions have mishandled the COVID-19 pandemic, the podcast will also feature appearances by various members of its sizable ensemble cast, including Jennifer Lawrence, Leonardo DiCaprio, Tyler Perry, Ariana Grande, Timothy Chalamet, Rob Morgan, and Himesh Patel. Now, excuse me for this bad British voice. Mm. Hear ye, hear ye. Calling all Bridgerton series fans. Ye only had to wait three months till the next installment of thy popular period drama arrives. Eonline.com announced big news Christmas Day. The show's one-year mark, stating Netflix dropped a video featuring the cast delivering the sweet news that Bridgerton will be back on March 25th, 2022. In the clip, the series actors are handed a single sheet of paper as their eyes bulge out with excitement. Is that Whistledown? asked Jonathan Bailey, Anthony Bridgerton. What she got to say today, the cheeky little mistress? Golda Rashaviel, Queen Charlotte, reveals the answer along with her co-stars. Happy anniversary to our buzzy Tony. It is customary for a first anniversary to give paper, dear readers. I do hope you find this one informative. Bridgerton returns March 25th. Nothing scandalous here. The happy news comes even as a surprise to the cast, who gleefully state they didn't actually know that. In seasons two, fans can expect Anthony to take center stage as he attempts to settle down and finally take his head, placed at the head of the Bridgerton family. Of course, every lord needs his lady, so romance is going to sizzle again in the keeping 
with the tradition of the novels when sex education Simone Ashley pops up as his love interest. As for Netflix's other biggest original film, original series, Squid Game, there is still no official word that a season two has been greenlit, but apparently its creator is already talking to the streamer about a third season. Now on to flashback fun. Many films had milestone anniversaries in 2021. For example, The Rocketeer, Boys in the Hood, JFK, Hook, Beauty and the Beast, All Turned 30, While Legally Blonde, The Princess Diaries, The Others, Donnie Darko, A Beautiful Mind, and other films all hit 20. Now, while I've done many films that hit big anniversaries, Search for Shrek, The Fox and the Hound, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, Raiders of the Last Ark, Silence of the Lambs, The Addams Family, It's a Wonderful Life, Romeo plus Juliet, that's the 1996 version, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Failure on the Roof, the first Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter film. Today, I'll go back even further in time. So let's turn the flashback fun spotlight to Harold and Maude, A Clockwork Orange, and the iconic Citizen Kane. One of the greatest cult films of 1971 is the coming-of-age drama Harold and Ma- drama comedy Harold and Maude, starring Ruth Gordon, Bud Court, Cyril Cusack, and Vivian Pickles. The, 19th, the December 20th, 1971 film, which started out as screenwriter Colin Higgins' master thesis for film school, centered on young, death-obsessed, rich Harold Chasen, who finds his life forever changed when he begins to develop a friendship and eventual romance with lively, free-spirited 79-year-old Maude at a funeral. While it was uh, critically and commercially unsuccessful when first released and only earned $1.3 million, it has since earned cult film status. In all the shots of Ruth Gordon, who plays Maude, driving the hearse, the hearse is actually being towed. The reason for this, according to IMDb, Gordon never learned to drive a car. Cat Stevens actually appears in an uncredited brief role during Ruth Gordon's second appearance in the movie. He is the bearded gentleman wearing a hat in full court at a graveyard service. His profile is seen a few times as he looks with displeasure as Ruth Gordon trying to get Burt Court's Harold's attention during the service. What's also neat is that Harold doesn't say a single line of dialogue until exactly six minutes and seven seconds into the film. Also turning 50 this year is one of the late Stanley Kubrick's greatest work, greatest films, the dystopian crime film A Clockwork Orange with Malcolm McDowell, Patrick McGee, Miriam Carlin, and Adrian Corey. Based on Anthony Burgess's 1962 novel, the movie set in a di- near-future dystopian Britain tells of an imprisoned gangbanger who volunteers for a conduct or virtual experience, but it does not go too well. It made its world premiere on December 19, 1971, before opening in the States, 
nationwide on February 2nd, 1972. Deemed controversial due to its depictions of graphic violence, except to inspire copycat violent crimes, British theaters removed the film at Kubrick's decree. It was also banned in several countries. Despite this, it made $114 million and was showered with lots of accolades and nominations, including four nominations at the 44th Academy Awards. In the following years, it was reevaluated as a masterpiece classic and gained a cult classic following. Did you know that after the film, years later, when Malcolm McDowell met Gene Kelly at a party, the older tar- star saw him, turned, and just walked away in utter disgust. Kelly was thoroughly upset about the way his signature song from 1952, Singing in the Rain, was shown in the film, which, to be honest, I don't blame him for. This was the first sci-fi film to be Oscar-nominated for Best Picture, and it also was Stanley Kubrick's very first R-rated movie. Before he would go on to famously portray Darth Vader in the original Star Wars films, David Prowse had his first big break by being cast in this film. Oddly, James Earl Jones, the famous voice of Darth Vader, had his first break in another Stanley Kubrick movie, 1964's Dr. Strangelove, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, as Lieutenant Lothar Zog. Today's final flashback film, flashback fun film, sorry for the tongue twister, is often called the greatest film in history and was the iconic filmmaker Orson Welles' very first feature, September 5th, 1941's Citizen Kane, starring Welles, who also produced, directed, and co-wrote it, Joseph Cotton, George Colorius, Angus Moorhead, Dorothy Cummingor, and Ray Collins, the groundbreaking drama, which utilized techniques that, at the time, were totally unheard of in order to set up the complicated narrative and bring viewers into the story, doesn't even need a recap, apart from one single word, Rosebud. Like Harold and Maude, it wasn't a box office success, though it got nine Oscar noms, but gained lots more attention a decade later thanks to a release and critical praise. Steven Spielberg, Stanley Kubrick, Martin Scorsese, and countless others cite this film as a highly influential film. According to the Internet Movie Database, despite all the publicity, it was a total box office flop and quickly shoved into the RKO vaults. In fact, it was booed every time one of its nine nominations was announced in 1941's Academy Awards, and it was only re-released to the public in the, 1950- in the mid-1950s. And for his work in this film, Wells became the very first person to be Oscar nom for both Best Director and Best Actor for the film. He also won Best Original Screenplay, and was the first person to be up in all three categories for the same film, too. That's all for this year's Flashback Fun, folks. Like I said earlier, Happy New Year to all. Stay safe, wash your hands, wear your mask, and watch lots of movies. If you can, get to them in theaters safely. 
on DVD or on one of the multiple streaming platforms. And don't forget to tune in to 90.7 WKKL either on the airwaves or on Facebook at 2 p.m. on Thursday, January 6, 2022. See you then, my minions. Happy New Year. Bye.